bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And it's Misogynist of the Week. So welcome back. You know, yeah. it's kind of your it's kind of your like anger release for the weekend. I am telling you, I had those like weed drops <laughs> in my tea. And now I'm very, very relaxed. <laughs> which is like we usually we used to record these you know pre-core on like Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons so this is like a very different vibe yeah it's um it is now Thursday night so you know you know like Thursday night is like that wine night right is it a wine night every every night is wine night for me so true but pre-covid I I always feel like Thursday was the day when you (laughs) anticipated the weekend (laughs) yeah Thursday is like a very big Ottawa going out night for like the working crowd yeah but now it doesn't friggin matter so I guess now no one's going anywhere yeah basically yeah so I'm a very big wine glass of wine in and then I had one of those weak ass weed gummies so yeah they need to get their edibles sorted because their edibles are unimpressive just in general good I'm just saying not great anyway (laughs) best enough about our weed (laughs) um misogynist of the week which is what everyone's here for so Erica proposes to me and then I think as we like have unpacked it further we're increasingly dumbfounded by how complex this whole situation was it's drama it's major drama and I was at first skeptical so I will admit that to Erica um anyway it came through it came through my private chat where like you know other women of color are talking about it Mm. and so so yeah this week's misogynist of the week is tiffany haddish of all people y'all don't know what kind of what kind of nonsense tiffany haddish has been unleashing everybody it is extra okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so i think we should preface this by starting to say that this all took place on the new i guess the newest it app which is clubhouse which I will say Aaron and I just joined today. <laughs> I guess find us there if you want. I don't know. It's... Okay. I was just like, does anybody have an invitation? Like, can anybody spot me an invitation to Clubhouse? Because you're the one who told me yeah. that it was invitation only. I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I just asked and then I received and then I passed it on to you. Nice. Yes. Deeply appreciative. Um you need to talk to your friends about them not friggin' inviting you. I know. Like um, that's some f- people, friends, Aaron's friends. That's yeah, terrible of you. Rude. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I'm old or if it's because I, I, I personally don't 
care for the structure of the way Clubhouse works, but I don't like it, maybe, or I don't get it. Listen, that app is wild, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but but I don't know when Clubhouse became the unmitigated like leader of just saying whatever, but I kid you not, people are super... Some are a bit aggressive. They're out of control. (laughs) They're out of control. That app is out of control. So basically, she's been accused of cyberbullying, cyberbullying, and allegedly doxing a black woman doctor. While she, while Tiffany Haddish herself was peddling conspiracy theories about COVID. So okay, this is the thing. The the, there were um, black doctors, mostly female who were who had a clubhouse room that was trying to um um basically tell the truth about covid give people information and um debunk a lot of misinformation and for some reason tiffany haddish was there and started Um, spreading misinformation about COVID and the vaccine. And in the aftermath of the conversation, that conversation in the chat room, uh, which happened on Wednesday, was it last Wednesday or the Wednesday before? I think it was the Wednesday before. Um, A doctor who was reportedly targeted by Haddish and Chaka bars has allegedly made an attempt on her own life. So basically, Tiffany Haddish and her friends doxed this woman and um, and bullied her to the point where she made this attempt. And that is why Tiffany Haddish is our misogynist of the week by going through the massage noir channel to almost to causing somebody so much grief and so much pain that they made an attempt on their own life yeah so just a little like context for those possibly fortunate people who aren't on clubhouse clubhouse is an is a social media platform where there's like rooms and then in order to participate you participate through audio so you don't write things out so there's like a moderator or a couple and they moderate the conversation and then there's people can quote unquote sign up to speak and so then if I'm the moderator of a room and Erica wants to say something on the topic whether or not she is like a predetermined speaker for a lot of like more organized events or is someone who signed up to speak on the spot based on like an ongoing discussion happening that night um I would cede her the floor to her and she would talk about her thing. And then I would have to kind of, after she's done, moderate the conversation in, in terms of going to the next speaker or having people ask questions or whatever. Um, and so I guess in this situation, Tiffany Haddish was one of the people participating in the room and um, basically, you know, was speeding all of this mis and disinformation about COVID and the vaccine And then when the doctors um, tried to tell her that she was incorrect and that she wasn't saying the truth, she called them agents of white supremacy. 
Um, so that's cool. Yeah, and then accused them of when the the black doctors who were mostly women, um, you know, contradicted uh, the Pan Africanist, I think it was, and the um, and the celebrity blogger. This is just the weirdest motley crew of people. Okay, it really, it really, <laughs> like, is. it really is. Anyway. Um, uh, she accused them of trying to tell lies on a black man. And um, she actually tw- <laughs> tweeted how um, now people on Clubhouse are saying I'm bullying just because I told the truth. Um, she said, they're funny how some people can't handle the truth. There is a special place in God's kingdom for people that like to lie and make up stories on other people. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I don't know much about Tiffany Haddish, but in, in reading up on this, I've learned a lot and frankly, frankly, not, not, not a fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why that's my very thoughtful response to what you just said. But yeah, I mean, I think that um, like Tiffany Haddish has this is not her first sort of this is not the first problem, problematic behavior she's shown. Mm-hmm. Like this is just yet again. I swear when I heard this, I was like, oh, Lord, what did she do now? <laughs> so let's talk about Clubhouse. I which, love it. I got to say, Clubhouse, I could see how you could stumble onto some really, like, some conversations, okay? Like, I, I, yeah, I now like, see how easy it is. You, you, it's basically like walking through, like, you know, in Mean Girls, this scene where they're talking, they show a different cafeteria tables, so or like, the cool Asians, the band yeah. geeks, that's, yeah kind of what clubhouse is so like if you were to walk to any of those different tables then you would hear vastly different conversations so uh, let me go through a bit of the problematic parts of clubhouse or the part problematic um incidences of clubhouse so um there was a discussion uh online um in this was last september uh with venture capitalist and silicon valley guru um mark andreessen from andreessen horowitz i assume yes and ben horowitz okay so they're in this so we're in this like clubhouse honestly is a bunch of blue check twitter people okay Yes. Apparently that's it's exclusive. It's a bunch of blue check Twitter just talking to like just talking. And honestly, like sometimes blue check Twitter is just very wrong. Anyway, so they're in this room. I don't know if it's their room, but they're in this room, this clubhouse room. And it was called anti-Semitism in black culture. Yeah, nothing wrong could go there. Okay. Anyway, around 10.30 p.m. New York time, 
more than 300 people were tuned in as a clubhouse member claimed that black and Jewish communities differed because of their relationship to economic advancement. Jeez. Oh, Quote, the Jewish community does business with their enemies. The black community is enslaved by their enemies. Unquote. The member said, and others pushed back and said that the speaker was perpetuating a harmful stereotype about Jewish people. And I'm just like, but um, not black people? Like, yeah. What's I'm happening? like, wait. Anyway, this went to hell. And um, which is not surprising, but the issue is that Clubhouse doesn't really have moderators. I mean, they, sure, they, it has the community guidelines, but it doesn't really like it has like just random people set up rooms. And yeah. then once you set up a room, you're a moderator. Yeah. So Clubhouse has been, you know, the latest toilet for <laughs> for, you know, all the isms. Yeah, and I think obvious. And I think that's kind of like what contributed to this whole situation with Tiffany Haddish, because if like you or I were moderating that discussion with those doctors and she was just in the room because she wanted to tell these doctors that they were wrong and that her and her conspiracy theories were right, then how do you or I tell Tiffany Haddish a celebrity? that she needs to stop talking right like it's probably not gonna happen but yeah no you're right like who's gonna tell tiffany haddish to shut the fuck up you know um apparently in october freelance journalist juana thompson created a chat room um and I think uh, she called the room Clubhouse isn't our friend. It's an app. She wanted um, to talk about Clubhouse as a platform and the algorithms that make it work. The discussion turned to the fact that the platform had allowed Tori Lenez, a Canadian rapper who has pleaded not guilty to charges that he shot Megan the Stallion in July. Lenez had been nominated to join Clubhouse by fellow rapper Tyga. Mm. <laughs> Fine upstanding citizen too. In Thompson's room, one user took the stage, meaning requested and was granted speaking time to share Tyga's explanation for adding Linez, stressing that users should wait until the court case has resolved to pass judgment. The shooter, the shoot, the shooter, the shooting and the public reaction to it had become a part of a larger dialogue about the mistreatment of black women in America. Thompson knew there was a chance that members of her room, especially black women, uh, might be disturbed by the apparent defense of a black man taking the side of another black man accused of shooting a black woman. She quickly removed the user from the stage and blocked him despite his repeated requests to retake the virtual mic. Quote, when I hold conversations, I always position Black women as the priority, unquote, she said. If there's anyone in the audience that I felt like may get triggered, 
or had to listen to that ignorance and didn't go into the room for that, I had to make sure I removed him and also blocked him from ever accessing my space that I curate online. Hallelujah, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a clubhouse room where uh, there was a discussion about terrorism, an examination of terrorism in, yeah, in Paris. <laughs> that didn't go well. Um, a lot of Islamophobia, Sharia law, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, so that's seems- Clubhouse, basically. Oh, and Chet Hanks joined. Remember Tom Hanks' son? Oh, Chet? sure I do. He joined a Clubhouse discussion in which he reportedly defending his defended his choice to speak Patois, comparing it to a fake, <laughs> faking an English accent. I cannot. This is hilarious. I mean, the, uh- drama, the drama that comes from Clubhouse, I'm just like, this is going to be fun. It's It's... It's the dumbest. See, this is why nobody invited you to join. Okay. No, it reminds me. Because they're like, oh, she's just going to bash it anyway. <laughs> no, it reminds me of like the type of thing, like the type of drama you would have heard about and participated in in high school. Yeah. It's, it's, it really, no, really. It's this an whole adult- metaphor that I've created. It, it really is, is an adult's um, revert back to high school app. Yeah. With blue check Twitter as Absolutely. its main people. Absolutely. That's basically yeah. what Clubhouse is. There. Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awful. It's, it was so bad. Okay. So um, Clubhouse, of course, you know, the... Um, the CEO or whatever is doing his little tour of listening and learning about content moderation and so on and so forth. And, you know, apparently how serious that's being taken by the clubhouse upper, you know, higher ups is questionable, but it just goes to show how um, these white men make these creations. They don't think about the harm that they do or could do um i think we're deep into like social media um internet like we're we're like i don't know 15 years deep like Mm -hmm. if you're starting a social app like that should be an obvious thing to think about like i don't understand why we're still having these apps that are such putrid like like troughs of just just the crap and i i think a lot of it like even if so like the two i think there's two co-founders of clubhouse um i don't know the actual management structure but like you know when it gives you people to follow i think it said uh founder and co-founder were in there um anyway um regardless even if one is like a white guy one's like a black guy like they unless they're like building the actual thing with other people like races and genders like a black guy no matter how hard he tries can never understand the experience of a black woman yeah it's the whole intersectionality of it all yes i I mean 
I honestly, when I heard that Clubhouse was just a putrid form of just like all the races of sexism, transphobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, like all of it, I thought, oh, yeah, that's to be expected. Mm. Because like, I actually think that that's society. I think there's a lot of that going around, especially Mm -hmm. since Trump like dug it all up, basically. Yeah. And then and then like, you know, and then galvanized it. I just I just I just think. Why are you creating this app and not thinking about safeguards to this and not inputting some safeguards? Like, did you just get make the app to get the venture capital going? Probably. I mean, probably. But I, I think I think a lot of people just like and I think this is definitely the case well, part of the case of Mark Zuckerberg is that you just assume that people are going to treat, like, one, be respectful, and two, you expect the best out of them. And I think that's kind of the whole narrative of personal responsibility with regards to COVID and be like, oh, well, people can make up their own decisions, make up their own minds. Sure, but they almost always make the wrong decision. You know, the personal responsibility thing uh they is quite con- is as convenient as the free speech excuse exactly exactly because again you, you know who is going to receive complaints from people if something goes wrong it's going to be all the white people complaining about the black people oh by the way speaking of whatever um <laughs> Apparently, Facebook is um, leaving the decision on whether or not to replatform Donald Trump to an independent body. And Whoa. I use that in, in quotations. And I was just like, way to pass the buck. Yeah. Facebook, have it to free speech. If it's, you know, that's the whole thing. Everybody was all about free speech, okay, until that free speech led to insurrection. And now everybody's like, oh, we have standards, community standards. I'm like, since when? And that's the thing. That's the problem with Clubhouse is that, you know, it's like you said, who's going to tell Tiffany Haddish to shut up and get out? Right. So what happens is people with outside influence and in social media, that means outside power, you are almost forced to if you're in the room, you're forced to hear their ideas, even if they're bullshit. And there is such a, a you know, there's such a, an opportunity to spread that misinformation and disinformation because there's no way to contradict these people mm-hmm. unless it's your room that they go into mm-hmm. that you are moderating and you are automatically the speaker of. So who has a voice within the clubhouse app is actually an operational question, yeah. not just a philosophical one. That's my point. Yeah. Um, you know, with the whole Tiffany Haddish of it all, she um, like a lot of the people who were in the room were also kind of traumatized by the experience and which I guess resulted in uh, one of the doctors like looking to take their own life. Like people don't realize or are ignorant to the fact that social media is still real life. Sure, some of it is pretend, but like 
still real life. It has need to have real life consequences. I think some people still think that social, like social, there's a difference between IRL and social. And I'm like, mm. no, there's not. They're connect. They connected a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they're definitely connected now. That real life has fully entered the digital space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so funny that real IRL was not the static thing that everybody thought it was. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, it wasn't. It, it didn't have the permanence. Probably did more when you know we didn't have iPhones and we could only be at a computer to get on the internet. But that's my point: is that ever since the mobile phone came around, yeah, you know, social media or not social media, but the internet was going to be life. Yeah. Anyway, they designed it that way. <laughs> I well, yeah, exactly. But I really do think the question of what harm are these platforms responsible for? Um, how far can you take free speech and um, and personal responsibility, um, especially when we've seen what speech can do, right? Mm. And that um, now we're looking at, well, who aided in this speech? Yeah. Who is complicit? It's always who a lot of- complicit? It's always, not always, but a lot of the time, you know, there's a lot of people who are complicit and they're not necessarily always held accountable either. Well, I think the, is the business model of free, of these platforms to encourage, tacitly encourage um, combative behavior because at the end of the day, it garners attention and attention raises stock prices. Um, yes. I think this is a different discussion. I mean, is that for- the underlying, like, because that's the, you know, that's basically their economic model. Uh, I, would, I would say that wasn't initially, but it, that has become, I would say. okay okay so in other words people are worse than they thought absolutely because they the people from whom these companies are coming um probably had a certain lifestyle that could afford them that thinking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure and experience and life experiences Mm -hmm. because when you're the white male in the room of course you're going to think that because you know like your sort of um experience has been oh people are mostly cool or Mm. maybe not but cool enough they would never do that yeah because I I always find it I always find it interesting when white people do that they say Mm. stupid shit like that well that will never happen. I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump won't be as bad as we thought. Meanwhile, bl- black people especially are saying, are you insane? Yeah. Are you insane? Like there's this Pollyanna-ness it's, to, it's to all their the thought people, process that I don't understand. It's That's the same as all those white people being like, oh, I never would have thought that like there would have been a coup. 
<laughs> I'm so I shocked. Mean, really? I mean, <laughs> you know, where have you been? <laughs> you know what? You know what the funniest thing about January 6th is? Do tell. <laughs> is that white people are scared of other white people. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. gotta say, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not the blacks. <laughs> it's not the Jews. It's not, you know, everybody that they have been taught to be afraid of, right? It's their own people. <laughs> that they're looking over their shoulder at it's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Been? I think I think we can wrap it up. I think so too. Because we're going on all sorts of tangents. Okay. All right, Erica. I really want to follow up on this discussion about social media at a later date. So let's uh, let's do that sometime. We should. I am here for. Uh, listen, I what drives me crazy is that we have no real like internet reporting Mm. in Canada Um, and the whole discussion of real life being online I think is something that news in Canadian media still has to catch up with Mm -hmm. that you know what we're talking about that happened online is serious into bigger issues such as well the misinformation disinformation thing is a huge huge issue in um in everything and especially with the the, you know as we're trying to come out of covid Mm -hmm. and so you know the the QAnon has become a real thing like a real thing that just like was part of that Capitol Hill insurrection and we don't know that much about it because we haven't really been reporting on it yeah yeah you know so I think that matters too for sure all right we'll be back next week like subscribe share a review we love that we do we'd love that Uh, So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.